You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome in, Questers. You are listening to The Quest for 100. The guy already said that, Justin. Well, I'm saying it again, Brian, because I have the intro today, and you can't stifle me. Uh, but yes, we're, we're here. I'm going to say it again. We're listening to the Quest for 100. And uh, I am Justin, as, as the friendly man said. I'm, I'm here with my, uh, my very critical friend across from me, Brian. How yeah, are you? I'm great. Very critical Critical today. as always. Yep, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we are, we are in episode 51. Uh, we are on season three now, as every one of our seasons has about 25 episodes. And Not about. They exactly. have exactly 25 episodes. No, I was trying to be smooth with it. Um, I did want to say, so I uh, I recently was just getting over, I probably still have a little bit of a cold. Yep. Um, so, but the last couple days, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to open up to the questers out there. I, my, my voice was uh, at certain points in the day, especially in the morning was very like deep yeah. and like phlegmy almost. Were you excited to record the podcast? I was really excited yeah. for that. And I actually did a, not necessarily intros, but I was talking like I was like opening up a movie, like yeah. in a land, like that type of thing. Yeah. And I was like, this is the perfect voice for it. And then of course, like now I'm still kind of sick, but I lost the voice. So uh, it's not, not as epic, uh, but, but I'll get sick for you, you questers out there uh, another <laughs> time so I can. <laughs> really nail the intro. Well, let us know uh, <laughs> what you think of of Justin's raspy Sub-ca- subpar uh, movie trailer voice. Yeah, when that happens, that was not quite there today. Oh, okay, yeah, All right. but yeah. So we're here. We are talking about the Guinness Book of World Records. We are this this special episode. We've been we've been in some ways subtly hinting at this episode for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's probably referenced every other episode unbeknownst to us. We're just kind of going over stats or history and somehow there's a record break broken within that topic. And so we figured why not just do a deep dive into the Guinness Book of Records. Let's be honest. It also has come up in trivia multiple times. Always. And yeah. everybody always looks at us thinking that we should know that. Yes. But we... We don't. Yes. And the, the unfortunate thing is, you know, I'm excited while I'm excited for this episode and hearing your history, Brian, and there'll be plenty of stats. There's so much to yeah. this that yeah. we won't even get a little breath of what it really like all the little pieces of yeah. and records that there are. We we could have potentially done a podcast on one of these subsets of we could have records and still not even touched it really. Yes. I mean we could have looked at one book. Yes. And oh my gosh, yeah. Not even gone into yeah. a a massive chunk of the book in yes, an hour. Exactly. But nevertheless, I'm excited. I think we're both excited to kind of shed some light onto this. Um I know there's a lot that I don't know and I hope to walk out with a couple things that I learned. Yeah, one thing I do want to say is is behind the scenes Justin and I don't always, you know, we have some ideas, right? We have ideas coming into the week of what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this week it was the day before we were recording this on Wednesday, so it was Tuesday and we were saying, "All right, what are we doing tomorrow?" Yeah. And it was like we got no good ideas. Yeah. And then I was looking through some of our lists and, you know, I threw out Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. And we're like, "Okay, let's do it." Yep. Nothing big. 
Well, then, in my research, I find out that November 14th is Guinness Book of World Records Day. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make that it, up. It, this is... I, this is there's a moments like this, people, that I know that this podcast is right. We're on the right track. <laughs> I just know. It's just meant to be. It's just meant to be. I mean, we're not making this stuff up. This is this has been what the second or third time when there's been a topic that we report on, and then we're like, oh, by the way, it's this day. Yeah. And I wish, like, there were a couple times where we were like, oh, this day is coming up. Let's let's talk sure, about this. Yeah. But this is truly one of those, and, and that's why I want to share it. Is like that was truly one of those where it's like, let's just do it, and like yeah. there's really no good time of the year because yeah, any time works. Yes, yeah. type. Of but episode. why would we think that there's a Guinness Book of World Records Day, and then you <laughs> l- research it, and there yeah. is a Guinness Book of World Records Day, and yeah. it's actually the day we are releasing this podcast. Yep. Yeah. So you know maybe we are gonna get the world record for the worst podcast released on Guinness Book of World Records Day, or maybe, maybe the least listened to podcast. Oh, of- I don't don't put sell us short, Brian. We could <laughs> we could go viral right now. Maybe we'll. I wonder what the longest podcast well, maybe ever we'll get recorded into that. was. Maybe we'll get into it. <laughs> hint, hint. So what what have you been up to since last time, Justin, as we kind of update the, the listeners on our lives and, and who we are as people? Yes. Well, I am, as a person, a uh, 29-year-old male, uh, <laughs> uh, and I actually had, you know, a good balanced weekend, but I have to highlight my Sunday was spent uh, actually at CenturyLink Field. And I went to the Sounders MLS Cup game. Yeah? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Congratulations to the Sounders for winning the Cup. It was a pretty cool event to see a sports, you know, a sports team. And I'm a a casual Sounders fan. I'm not like a diehard. Yeah. I'm not from the area, but I've kind of adapted to the team or adopted the team. Um, And to kind of go to a – a sporting event, a championship sporting event where, you know, this happens, I guess, in baseball and, and um, baseball and hockey, and, hockey and, ba- and some potentially yeah, basketball. basketball. I mean, it's, it's 50-50. Right? Yes, but but at least this one, like the game, the championship game to be hosted in yeah, Seattle singular when Seattle's yeah. playing in it is really cool. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a cool atmosphere, a lot, a lot of fun. You know, they had a great march to the match going into it. Did you march? Uh, I was. I didn't realize I was, but I I did end up at the back end of the march. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so you know, got caught a little bit of that, and then uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, afterwards, it felt it was. I definitely want to say it was it just felt a little different. Like instead of you know, if the Seahawks were to win a huge game, I feel like this the city would just riot in a even a small way. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt like. And I think partly because of the timing of the game was earlier in the day. Yeah. That once the game was or the match was over, it was like okay, like let's you know go go home. Yeah. Like it, it was not like let's go to the you know not to say that the bars were not full, but just it definitely was a lot more people just like all right, I'm just gonna go on with my Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I is think not it's I think it's difficult place. for for soccer sure. in in the United States because. There's no good time to compete with any of the other three no. major sports, and no. and so you're going to hold your championship. Well, it's either on Saturday against college football or Sunday right. against NFL, and it's kind of pick your poison. Right. If if you wanted to switch seasons, and you'd have to do that. And yeah, 
going way too much into the sports topics, but uh, you know, okay. it's uh, our weekend. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It, it definitely is. Yeah. What about you, Brian? I I uh, I actually had to work over the weekend, so mm. didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. I did enjoy catching up on sleep, and I kind of binge watched a lot of sh- a couple shows oh, on nice. Netflix. Anything good? Uh, the Bodyguard. I don't know. Bodyguard. Oh. Uh, it's basically a, a a guy who he he's from the London area, and okay. the he protects one of the heads of state for for the UK, and <laughs> there's kind of this whole conspiracy around her oh. and him and why he's even protecting her and yeah. all of this type of stuff and so I, I think it's like eight episodes yeah uh for the first season so i don't know if it's coming back or what's oh. happening with it but i kind of like those kind yeah. of p- twisty like you never really know who the good guy or the bad guy is yep uh type of shows so um yeah that's really all i did i i just kind of binge watched that for quite a while so uh, speaking of binge watching, fi- figured I'd give a shout out because we talked a little bit about it, and I believe our theme parks episode, maybe question mark. Uh, but Disney Plus just launched oh, this yeah. week, yep. uh, so we we downloaded that yesterday or on Tuesday, um, and we watched our first movie, which I got some flack from at, at work today. And uh, what was that movie? Aristocats. Oh, I thought it was fine. Hmm. I mean, I was. You know, it wasn't my first choice, but we scrolled through and we were like, oh, uh, Alyssa was like, well, which movies have you not seen? And I was like, I've seen all of these. And she's like, I haven't seen Aristocats. I was like, well, then we need to watch Aristocats because you need to see this movie. But shouldn't It's got you, a good soundtrack. But shouldn't your, like, first movie on there be, like, oh, it, I mean, movie most that you people, wanna... Most people would say The Mandalorian is what they're watching first, which is the Star Wars show. But I need to catch up on Star Wars, so I... I'm oh, I was just that. thinking, uh, like... Are, there are movies on there, right? Oh, yeah. There's a ton of movies. Yeah. yeah. Like the big name movies, I would assume. Well, Aristocrats right? is it's pretty big. Mm. I mean, it's B-list Disney, I yeah. guess. So maybe not. It's no- It does not have its own- It's no Lion King. It does not have its own ride. Thus, it is- Oh, interesting. It's got a good soundtrack, though. Don't It's an underrated soundtrack, I would say. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Sure, we digress. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump into some record-breaking news. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise, you in the face. So when we first started this whole in the news concept, our concept behind it was like, oh, we're gonna do Seattle news and always do stick oh, yeah. to the local stuff. Yep. I don't think we've done that since probably episode four. We've done a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm going back. Okay. I'm going back, back to, to our the, roots. Back to the roots. I realize this was not like super relevant news. The story was published recently. Okay. So it it, it was earlier this month. This story, um, kind of a, a nice feature story on, on these individuals um, was published just recently. What they actually did, they did this and broke the Guinness Book of World Records in 2013, though. Oh. <laughs> it took what? a it took it a took while to make in it the official? story. No, no, no. It just in the story. It took a while for them to talk about a date Got and when it. they were actually doing it because they were kind of going through the feature stuff first, and then okay. it wasn't until like paragraph four or five that they actually said, "Oh yeah, new, they buried no, the lead." Yeah, November 2013. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like I've done here, I've buried the lead of yes. what I actually I'm going to talk about. Yeah. 
Yeah. So good start. Just following. <laughs> but the story is that uh, Chris and Marty Fagan of North Bend, not North Bend, Indiana, North Bend, Washington, which is just a suburb of I Seattle. North Bend was in. Uh, oh no, that's Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Okay, so there's a North Bend, Washington, and a Bend. Oregon. And I believe there's even a North Bend, Oregon. Oh well, that's confusing. Pick your own names, people. Anyway, continue. Yeah, there is a North Bend, Oregon. Oh, and it's okay. different. It's not north of Bend. Well, oh I mean, it is God. north of Bend, <laughs> but it's it's actually on the coast, whereas Bend, Oregon, is in oh, that's s- too central confusing. Washington or they're, central they're, Oregon. They're, they're close enough where you can't even be like, oh, I'm from Bend, Oregon, or I'm from North Bend. Oh, actually, I take that back. It's actually south of Bend. Oh my! <laughs> Just give up. <laughs> by Coos Bay, Oregon, if you'd like Oregon, to know. Oregon, you're the worst. So Sorry. The, the North Bend that we are talking about is a suburb of Seattle, out eastern suburb, kind of going up into the mountains. But uh, Chris and Marty Fagan, uh, in 2013, they decided to ski unassisted to the South Pole. What? So what they did was they went down to the South South Pole and uh, or Antarctica and they skied to the South Pole. Okay. Um, so they scheduled a 45-day... What does unassisted mean? Does that mean They no don't poles? have guides. No, just they oh. don't have guides. It's just those oh, two. Okay. There's no, like, help along the way. Sure. There's no base camps or anything yeah. like that. Like, they are all by themselves. So oh. it took 45 days... Uh, or they scheduled 45 days. It's about a 570-mile journey. Holy moly. Yeah, with no assistance, no guides, no nothing. So they started and this. back? They did not go back. They, <laughs> they died. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> they were alive. They're okay. still alive. Good. But they, they uh, I, I didn't, never saw how they actually got back, but snowmobile There's or portal. something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, portal. <laughs> <laughs> Black hole. Once you get to the South Pole, you are just immediately sucked <laughs> to some other location yeah. around the world. Wow. They yeah. discovered it's just it. a little hole. They, they earned yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but so they started in November 2013. And it ended up actually taking them 48 days because they decided they were like, what they were doing was going for about five days or six days and then resting a day. Sure. And so they added a couple more rest days in there. And and at one point there was this apparently very trying time between in their relationship Mm -hmm. of like, one of them wanted to turn back around. Yeah. And the other one was like, no, we are going to go. And then you know, at another time they were like, Oh, we need to take two rest days. And I think it was Marty said, no, you're going to get into the sled and I'm going to carry oh, you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're not resting again today. Cause we need to get going. But so on January 18th, 2014, they reached the pole and they skied their way into the Guinness book of world records or Guinness world records, uh, as the first American couple to ski, to the South Pole unassisted. <laughs> Honestly, I think there's a there'll be a theme to this as we go through the whole entire day. But but it's just there's so many niche records that are like there probably is five records that are so close to that. Yeah, they're like oh yeah, well you were the first assisted. Yeah, or you know you did it five minutes faster, but um, you were the first couple to do it. Like yeah. it's. Somebody could do the same thing and be like, "Yeah, well, I was the first uh, five, like five, you were talking about no poles, 
first yeah. person to ski with no poles. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I, there's everything. Um, I mean, that does not take away from their accomplishment. That's right. still really no, amazing. It's really cool. Uh, but from a Guinness Book of World Records yeah. standpoint, it is kind of a little I, interesting. I might look this up as as we uh, you get into the history, just so I have. But I'm actually really curious how many entries they get a day because mm. they have to get a bunch of submissions. So I'll, I'll look that up. But um, and if I find it, I'll pull it up. Yeah, in my stats. I can't remember if I have that. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, my news is uh, much less of an accomplishment, <laughs> um, but. But still a record. Yeah. Uh, so uh, many of you know, I know this was all the, the buzz uh, earlier in uh, uh, October, I believe. Uh, but Jennifer Aniston recently broke the internet, as some would say, uh, when she finally debuted her Instagram account. I don't know if you heard about this. I did. All. Okay. I so, did. Um, I, I heard that this was kind of crazy and, and – um, when it happened, but it also broke a Guinness World Record that day. So the Friends alum uh, social media will be immortalized by the Guinness Book of World Records, and in just five hours and 16 minutes, Aniston collected one million followers, nabbing the title for fastest time to do so. And that is crazy. Yeah. Was she verified? Do you know? I don't know if she was verified at the time. She's certainly verified now. Correct. I don't know if at the time of the post she was. Because, like, she only had, I believe, she only had, like, one or two photos in that time period. Oh, yeah. Well, well, the thing that blew, that broke the internet was she posted, and this, I believe this is still active, she posted a photo of the original cast, but where they are kind of today, or at least recently. Yeah. Um, and they're all just kind of hanging out together, smiling. They all look or some of them look much older. Jennifer Aniston literally does not age. Uh, it's wild. But that particular post, which was Maybe her we'll first. we have to do a Friends episode. Well, we should definitely do a Friends episode. We could even, uh, people would fight to get as a guest host yeah. expert yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, the radio station I listen to has a competition because their, their host is like a Friends expert. Yeah. And like she rattles off yeah. crazy stats. Are you a Friends fan? No. Okay, of course not. I, I am I am a casual Friends fan, but you're casual uh, at everything. Let's be honest. I am more casual and less casual, more hardcore in some things, like The Office. But yes, I dabble in most things. <laughs> uh, but that post that had the original cast has currently over 15 million likes right now, which is a lot of likes. Dang. Uh, but yeah, just that uh, the I previous hope for 15 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm satisfied with just 15. So the previous record holder was Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan, who uh, their joint uh, Sus, I'm going to butcher this, Sussex. Sussex Royal account racked up a million followers in five hours and 45 minutes. And that doesn't count. Um, why does that's that a brand. That That's well, not a person. Yeah, that's a brand. But it's that's still, a brand. It's, it's the it's, royal family. They each have their own, right? I believe so. Yeah. So they already have their own. They they you can't just create another one and just say, oh, now I'm gonna. I do think yes, Jennifer's is much more well earned yeah. than than that. But still, that's still any any type of even a brand or a something someone who's a little more established 
to get a million in in under six hours, you should feel accomplished by that. Um, but yeah, so that was a very different type of news compared to your, you know, hardworking <laughs> kind of. Not that she isn't hardworking, but the post was not hardworking. She just literally posted a picture of her friends. Basically, and, basically, she did it because she held out so long. Oh yeah, for sure. Which that's I think that's the most shocking thing is I think people were realizing, wait, Jennifer Aniston isn't on Instagram? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense at all. Like, yeah. she's the perfect candidate. I feel like one of the perfect candidates for it. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was my uh, my news from, from this week. All right. Well, let's drop some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. So, we'll, again, start with some history. So, the Guinness Book of World Records uh, really began – in November 10th, 1951, when Sir Hugh Beaver, who is the managing director of Guinness Breweries, he was at this event and there was this debate started over who the fastest game bird was in Europe. So was, uh, they were debating between the golden plover or the red grouse. The Apparently, the golden plover is the faster one of those two, if you were wondering. Good to know. I was I was very curious. <laughs> so he went home, and he realized that there was really no reference book to settle this debate that he had with a bunch of his friends, kind of like, you know, we used to do it at, uh, at the lunch table. We would debate things, um, and, you know, they had numerous other debates that, that couldn't be settled because there was no book or no reference here. Sure. So then... In uh, November twenty, or excuse me, November thirtieth, nineteen fifty-one, they started this company called Guinness Superlatives, and so they wanted to provide this kind of book. And uh, Sir Hugh Beaver he enlisted the help of Norris and Ross McWither. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Wither. Wither. Okay. McWither. Okay. Mick Wither. Okay. I'm, all, I'm with you. Okay. So they started running this fact-finding agency in London, and and so Beaver commissioned them to create the Guinness Book of World Records. And so on August, uh, in August of 1954, uh, they printed their first edition, which was an 196 pages, and it immediately went to the top of the British bestsellers list. Hmm. And, and, what their initial marketing plan was, and I think you would enjoy this, is they distributed these these books initially free to bars, um, and they actually gave out eighty thousand copies of of their book to bars, you know, as people would, you know, drink yeah. and and look at the stats, and then right. immediately <laughs> that brand recognition was realized, and so people would eventually go buy those, and and during the Christmas holiday season, you know, it became a very popular gift in you know the 1984 season and interestingly enough since it uh, uh, was created it has actually gone on to break its own record world record um, as being the world's best-selling copyrighted book ever yep yeah so really in terms of of some of the dates and things and history of the actual book it's there really hasn't been a whole lot of change in the book um, since day one. 
obviously records get updated and so it's difficult to really go into some of those because it's like this rabbit hole of sure. like okay the first record was set on this date or whatever mm-hmm. uh but one big significant thing did happen in in uh kind of that turning of the century you know 1999 2000 2001 the they changed their name uh from Guinness Book of World Records to Guinness World Records. And this mm. was in part because uh, Diago, which is a a brewery or a, a spirits libations company, bought Guinness um, the Guinness Brewery and they began to sell off all of their non-booze-related assets. Huh. Okay. So they they are now their own company, yeah, um, or owned by a different company, yeah, but sure. uh, and so there's no tie. So they got rid of uh, the agreement with this Diego was they own the copyright for Guinness Book Book of World Records, oh. and so now it's actually so the now they Guinness really World own Records. It. And but but what about the book though? Like, is that still through Diego, or is that? I believe that's through Guinness World Records. Okay. So it's not the book is not called the Guinness Book of World Records anymore Correct. either. It's just the Guinness World Records. Correct. Oh, interesting. And and so then um also during this time they launched their website. So uh they launched their website in 2000 guinnessworldrecords.com in 2004 as we celebrate Guinness World Records Day. Uh, 2004 was the first day they celebrated Guinness World Records Day. Oh, okay. So they were actually doing it well before social media kind of enlisted a bunch of these like fake days, fake holidays. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and so now they've sold over 100 million copies in 10 different countries and 37 different languages. Um, there are, and this is kind of one of your stats, I'm sure, but uh, over 40,000 records in the database, but they yep. don't actually print all of them to their book or even show all of them online. So you don't really even know what's a Guinness Book of World Record because it's not public anywhere right. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and and so, you know, one of the things that I wanted to, to look into is just like exactly what qualifies as a Guinness Book of World Records. So they have some criteria that, that they must follow um, in order for something to be a Guinness Book of World Records. So one, it must be measurable. Can it be measured objectively? What is the unit of measurement? Um, we do not accept applications based off subjective variables. For example, beauty, kindness, or loyalty. <laughs> uh th- it must be breakable. Most beautiful person ever. <laughs> <laughs> must be breakable. Uh, can the record be broken? Our record titles must be open to being challenged. Standardizable. Uh, can the record be repeated by someone else? Is it possible to create a set of parameters and conditions that uh, all challenges, all challengers can follow? It must be verifiable. Can the claim be proven? Uh, will there be accurate evidence available to prove it occurred based on one variable is another criteria that they have. So the record, uh, 
must be based on one superlative and measured by one unit of measurement. So it can't be like you are the, you know, I don't know, fastest person, you know, yeah. I, whatever. I, I don't know, a good example of that. But, yeah. um, and then it must be the best in the world. Has anyone ever else, uh, anyone else ever done it better? Um, if your record suggestion is new, then the Guinness World Records will set a challenging minimum requirement that you have to oh. beat. Oh, well, that's, which is kind of interesting because if you think about it, if I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just do this thing. I'm going to invent this thing and I'm going to break the record. Yep. They then have to hear that yep. and say, oh, never thought about that. But here's a standard yep. uh, 37 seconds to be able to do this. Yep. I wonder if they, which makes me then lead to what is, I mean, I guess they have a lot of knowledge on related things. But if it's like bounce a t- tennis ball off a table and this, that and yeah. do this, whatever, the first person ever do that, like are they then testing it to see if they can them themselves do it ever? Or is it just like, no, nah, I know enough about this. I'm I would think say, they, if I, you can beat seven, then good. Yeah, I think it, I would guess they would think based off of other criteria yeah. or, you know, uh, other records that they sure. have, they can kind of glean some sort of idea from yeah. everything. Um, you know, one last thing that I want to mention is that the current wait time for an application process is actually 12 weeks. Mm, so, yes. So, and there is an expedited and you can also have an adjudicator come in and evaluate, uh, but those cost money. But, um, from what I found, you, you can actually just apply and I, it didn't seem like it cost you any money. The, the expedite, expedited process and having the adjudicator come out and, like, verify everything uh, was what actually would cost you something. But not all records have to be kept that way hmm. or or uh, measured that way, I guess. Okay. So. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> well, you covered a couple of these stats as I jump into this, but but I think they're, they're important ones. Uh, you mentioned that uh, – that it holds the world record itself as the best-selling copyrighted book of all time, and as of 2019, it is now the 60 in its 64th year of publication, and it's published in 100 countries and 23 languages. So, one of the things that I uh, wanted to know, which, by the way, you had 23 languages, I had 37. Oh, maybe that. And how many too. countries did you have? I had 100. Is it I had 100. Now? Oh, I had 37 languages. So. Well, we'll fact check that. But go on. But uh, when when we talk about best-selling copyrighted book ever, does that mean that there are other books that are not copyrighted? The Bible. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it, too it trumps the Bible or some of the religious uh, doctrines or yeah. books. Okay. I forgot about it. Yeah. I, but I, it's still is shocking to me. I mean, of all the books. Yeah. That this I would have never guessed that, but yeah, no. I mean it's, it's good coffee table read, but uh, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, there's there's more than forty thousand records in the database, um, and they try to feature as many as possible online. They include over fifteen thousand records online, which they update every week, uh, and the book is printed annually and contains only about four thousand records. So I wanted to jump into a couple specific. Uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, topics and uh, more general to kind of start. So one that the and to kind of related to what I was just saying, actually, the Guinness World Record receives this just is what we were talking about. Uh, 50,000 record applications a year, uh, which is about a thousand applications every week that they're ha- handling. Yeah. I don't know what I expected from that when I first asked the question. I feel like it would have been more, but I mean, a thousand a week just in the grand scheme of things doesn't feel like a lot. But it's a lot for that person that's sifting and, through it. And, and that's a lot, right? Because yeah. it's like. But how many people are there in this world? How many people want to be like, yeah, I broke a record, you know? Yeah, but also, how many people do you think work for Guinness World Records and are evaluating these? Yeah, probably not that many. Yeah, so. I mean, that's a lot of applications for, say, there's five people to go through. That's oh yeah, it's a, a lot ton. of it's a ton. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Ashrita Furman, I'm probably butchering the name there, but. Um, he has set more than 700 official Guinness World Records since 1979. 700? 700 official records. And currently holds... Now, he's set 700. Now, he currently holds 200 um, standing records. And then including, he currently owns the official record for most records held at the same time <sighs> by an individual. Wow. So this guy... and he. How many was that? Um, I don't know, but 200 is how many standing records he has. So I would guess that that's close to 200 um, is what the record is. Um, And we'll get into this more, I think, as we get into our our debates and delusional thinking. But it is a very unique lifestyle that that this man – I watched a little bit of a documentary on him. Oh, yeah? And it – he is passionate about setting records. Hmm. That is very true. Um, so I did want to pull a couple stats, and then we'll jump into the uh, friendship test on, on podcasts themselves, because here we are talking podcasts. Yeah. Um, you actually mentioned this as well. The longest uninter- uninterrupted live webcast or uh, podcast, audio only, is 52 hours. Whew. It was achieved by Nescaf Weird Letters uh Adara uh, from uh, Turkey in Insta. <laughs> Weird letters. I mean, literally, I've I, it, there's a three in his name that doesn't even make sense. Uh, and a U with like some dots over it and a one. I don't even. I, I'm confused. Anyway, that's his name or what he goes, what they go by. Um, so that record was set uh, April 13th to April 15th in 2012. Um, and the record attempt was carried out by uh, actually that was the that was the name of the podcast I guess uh, the record was carried out by two famous Turkish radio DJs called Senk and Erdem uh, and the whole crew consisted of 30 people including including stewards technicians production and organization team hmm. so big big deal to set that record uh, I think I also saw that they set another radio record um you know at a different time for longest um radio but um so that was the longest uh, i was shocked by this so the adam carolla show yeah or podcast yeah uh became the guinness world record holder for most downloaded podcast after okay. receiving 59 million 
574,843 unique downloads from March 2009 to March 2011. So in a two-year period, he had basically 60 million downloads on his podcast, which I – I mean, I know this is that's a little dated now, but I couldn't find a, an updated record. I'm like, wow, what about Joe Rogan's podcast or any of those podcasts? And I nothing was competing against apparently Adam Carolla's show, which again he was doing podcasts before podcasts were really a big thing. Um, maybe that's why he had so uh, so much. But he he overtook the previous record set by uh, the Ricky Gervais show. But yeah, that was it. I just wanted to focus a little on podcasts, and then we can jump into some debates and friendship tests. All right, here we go. We just become best friends. Yep. So, Brian, I want to know. You know, we talk about this book. Did you Did you read them growing up? I don't know if I would say I read them. I definitely had a few of them. Uh, I appreciate the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like I wasn't really like, oh yeah, I I, I want to read what this record is. Yeah. It was like, oh my goodness, that lady's nails are massive. Uh huh. And I want to know a little bit about her, so I'll read a little bit about her. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of how I would skim through the book. It's sure. like I would look for the pictures and then be like, oh my goodness, like yeah. I'm curious how many people operate like that because I'm a hundred percent with you on this. Uh, I remember, so my mom, um, I probably mentioned it at some point, but my mom used to run a business, a book company, um, as an entrepreneur, and uh, she used to sell these books, um, not just exclusively, but as part of her allotment of books. And I remember very vividly, you know, every year the new one would come out, and I would, you know, when I was taking a break or probably supposed to be working, I would sit down and I would do the same exact thing you did where I'd flip through, look at the image. Oh, that looks cool. I'll read a little bit more about it. They really understood that these things needed visuals. Yeah. Um, and what they really got out of this was this, there were so many weird, there's a lot of weird records. Yeah. And the weird records really need visuals. Right. To help tell that story. Um, yeah, I can picture the longest nails. I can picture, you know, the biggest like hooped ears or like, there's just like some weird ones that I, I gravitated towards to read more about. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was with you. I mean, I quote, quote unquote read it, but I basically gleamed through it and looked at what I, you know, what pictures I like best. Yeah. And I can't remember, I feel like in my history, work I did find a date that they switched over and made it more about illustrations because they kind of understood oh you know what that's what it was when people started to have the internet I think it was you know early 2000 okay they did they maybe a little bit before that but like when when the internet started to come around in the 90s and 2000s and they knew they had to differentiate themselves between you know the internet where you can kind of find all of this information right and what their book offered yeah so you know they could go get these photos and yep. you know find it where at that time in the internet still pretty early and right. loading f- images and all that kind of stuff wasn't necessarily the most high speed thing so not everybody could yeah when was the it. last time you've seen a book guinness book of world yeah. records book Whew. um man 
probably 15 years. Okay. Yeah. I want to say I want to say the Millennium edition. Edition. Yeah. That that 2000 edition probably was the last one that I I remember seeing. Yeah. So almost 20 years then. Um yeah, I'm trying to remember back too. I and then it it hit me that I might have recently so uh, my wife's a teacher. I think I might have seen one in a school and I think that's really where you you see a lot of these books and probably why they why they still make so much money off the books is that you know they're selling them to schools because that's where the kids are, are yes listening. so I gotta go back in the day okay, for this let's do it. so I just remembered my high school or not my high school but my like middle elementary school days yeah and you know you had to go into the library and read something sure yeah so a lot of us would go pick the Guinness Book of World Records to read <laughs> as our reading. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just like that just hit it me. It just hit you. Yeah. yeah. Just a few minutes ago when you were talking about your wife and and being in a school, school teacher and thinking about the last time I've seen one, I think it was yeah. you know, somewhere I mean it was in, a popular book. I, yeah. I and that's where I'm curious if kids are and you know, maybe I'll ask my my wife afterwards, but you know, it, I'm curious that if it still is as popular now that the internet is as big as it is and you can look up anything and you can watch funny videos and do all that stuff if if it's still relevant but i would i would venture to say that there's kids many of them that still will watch or or will pick up that book of all the books in the library to read during their reading time yeah i certainly did yeah so uh justin do you think you will ever or have you ever attempted a world record I I was trying to remember if I ever tried one I mean usually if you if I read about a a record and then I I I don't know if I tried because they always seem so lofty but um but maybe I would have tried one and I I would I would go for a record if it if it seemed slightly attainable um one of the the shows like the podcast one uh, I don't know if I want to go longest podcast. Like, I don't think I, I would try that. But that's that. attainable. 52 hours? Just over two days? Brian, <laughs> if you're asking me to sit down next to you for 52 hours. Well, I'm not... sure I'm sure it's, it's you can break it up. Like, can you? I mean. I It, it said it was like basically uninterrupted. Uner- no, 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 but I mean like. Like, if you need to go to the bathroom, you could go to the bathroom and I would continue to talk. Sure. And yeah. So, you know, the whole. I mean, sure. That is attainable, but I think that there's other ones that take up less of your time. Potentially. I guess, I guess if you're trying to master a specific one. But my mind goes to I think there was actually a TV show, um, Guinness World Records. Um, There was, yeah. And I remember watching a couple of those episodes. Um, and those all seemed, or or not all of them, but a lot of them seemed pretty attainable, almost like uh, the minute to win it kind of thing, where yeah. it's like you know, oh yeah, if I practiced, I could do that type of thing. Um, so you know, I would I would be open to trying for sure. I haven't, I can't say I have or can't remember trying, but I would definitely be open to trying some of the simpler records that you know may take a ton of practice, but you know, yeah. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. 
Not even no. a podcast one, even though you just said it was attainable. I mean, yeah, but what does it get me? Nothing. It gets you world fame. In what? In like the book, the fact that we well, you don't even you don't you, you can't not even, even guarantee that yeah. you make the book. It's true. Well, someone else when they're doing a podcast about the world records would bring up Brian and Justin. So the quest for one hundred, quest for one hundred, and w- the one we can't even remember what the the name that you already mentioned because it's got a three in it. And yeah, yeah, they 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 don't want it. They don't want that record to stay because it's it's weird. Nest Cafe. They want Justin and Brian. From the quest for 100, yeah, man, we would have. To, don't we pay per storage? <laughs> oh yeah, that would be We'd have an to, expensive uh, yeah. endeavor for us. Yeah, um, I don't know how that would work. I don't know either. We'd probably have to host it somewhere else. Probably. No, yeah, just post it to like a YouTube. It, it was a technically a live stream. So yeah, but also a podcast. No, well, this one was saying it was audio only. Yeah, but live stream. Oh. Audio only live stream. So oh, like they weren't it. even podcasting. Like they didn't oh, save it anywhere. Got it. Got it. I, I can't sense. imagine why someone would want to re listen to fifty two hours. Know. And it's in Turkish, so I won't even get any enjoyment if I try to listen to it. <laughs> um but uh okay. Well cool. Well I wanted to before we get into some crazy thinking, I want to test you, Brian. Uh is always end well. Yes. Um, I, I, I feel like I set it up for potential success. Oh, jeez. But I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, that, that's the worst thing that you could probably <laughs> have said right there because it's like, oh, I think these are fairly easy. And yeah. so it's like now, like if you would have said, oh, these are going to be tough, then it's like yeah. you get one and yep. it's okay. Yep. Now well, it's like you should really do pretty well. These are these. really easy, Brian. Yeah. You should do really well. I actually I don't know. I don't know what, how I would react to these, but they are they are interesting records. Yeah. And I want to I'm going to give you a number and you're going to say over or under. So you got a 50/50 chance of getting this correct. Okay? Okay. Um if you're listening, you can you can chime in, um uh, but we won't hear you. The oldest professional Club DJ. Ooh. Oldest professional club DJ. Okay. Uh, this is held by Sumiko Imamuro, a.k.a. DJ Sumirak of Japan. And the number that you have to say over under is 75. Over. Oh, no question. Yeah, no question. The correct answer is 83. So you are correct. What would you have get? Would you have said it was my, much higher? My my over under was probably eighty nine. That's what oh. I was going to set my okay. over under at. All right. So you're setting the bar early. I I like that. Yeah. One for one, Brian. That's a good yes. start. Good start. Um. Okay. The most powdered donuts eaten in three minutes. Okay. The number is twenty. Now, with. A liquid. Uh, I don't. See. I don't uh, know. This is I will say. Uh, I'll give you some context. A little bit, not really much. Uh, it's achieved by Kevin L.A. Beast uh, Strale of the U.S. Uh, in 2017. I'm gonna say if it is if it is over, he was using a liquid. I believe it is under though. Okay. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Okay. I don't know what if he had things to help him with it. Uh, I'm going to guess not. 
Uh, and the correct answer is nine. Yeah. Nine donuts. You yeah. are correct uh, in the under. I was shocked by that one. I thought, you know, that's one that I actually looked at and I was like, I can beat that. But powdered donuts, no way. Powdered donuts. Powdered donuts, it, it's it's just like the cracker, like the rich. Uh, or saltine cracker thing, I think. Yeah. Or the where, or the uh, cinnamon challenge or whatever. Yeah. Like don't do you, that. By the you way, you get the you get that that you know sh- powdered sugar that it just you keeps, can't get off of your mouth, and and well, so it just it just, it just soaks up. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. Uh, it still shocked me that the world record in three minutes is nine. That's that's three three a minute. Three a minute. I mean, if you swallow them quick enough, does that help? I, I think that indicates that there is no liquid involved. Yeah. Because if you had a liquid, I think I think is that, that doable? Would, yeah. I kind of want to try it with liquid and see if we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can kind of pseudo-break the record. I don't know. I want to look more into that okay. one. Um, okay, the third one. Most consecutive one-handed, one-handed back handsprings. Oh, the number is 20 uh, for over-under. This was achieved by Zama Mofaking of South Africa. Yep. Uh, also in 2017. I am going to go under. Okay. I think I would set my over-under at about 12. Okay. Uh, well, Zama actually did 34. <laughs> 34. One handed. One handed. I, is that alternating hands? I guess I should have asked that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was a picture that I saw of him. Because, uh, like, I'll if you are up. always doing your right hand, there is no way. I, I don't think. I think it has to be alternating left to right. Either way, they're both. I, I would say alternating is probably fine because it is one. It's still one handed. Yeah, but if you were to if you were to say he's a gymnast. If you were to say, okay, you're gonna do this with only your right hand how long can you do it i think that that is pretty extreme yeah. like extreme you know stress on that one hand and it, arm it, it is and i'm looking at a bunch of photos and most and i think every single photo i'm looking at his his right hand is down okay then maybe so it's it all right just handed be all right right handed Wow. That's, that's impressive. That is impressive. I couldn't do half of one of those. Uh, um, no. Okay. This one I thought was funny. Um, most dice stacked on a cat's paw. Most dice stacked on a cat's paw. Okay. This was achieved by Bibi and his owner, Elsie Siu of Malaysia. Okay. Uh, in June also of 2017. Okay. Um, the number that you are guessing over under with is five. Over. Okay. What number did you – you were quick on that one. Uh, I would have gone eight with my over under. Eight. Okay. Um, the correct answer is ten. Oh, okay. Which you were pretty close with. I uh, – again, kind of a shocking number. I don't know. Like I, I have a cat. <laughs> and I'm like, could I beat that? Yeah, but <laughs> – but I guess I I go back I think about some of these other countries where they are like regulars in terms of stacking of things is sure. like part of their life sure. and like how they carry things regularly. Now again, you have to 
teach that cat how to stay still. But yeah. from a like logistical standpoint, there are other cultures who are significantly better than us at that. So yeah. that's why I went higher. Yeah. No, that, that's – I mean, that's smart. I just want to try that at home now and see if I can beat it. I don't um, think so. Okay, my last one for you here, and this might be on the easier side just because this is probably the most well-known – um, the world's tallest man. Alive? Uh, he's not alive anymore. No. Um, but his name was Robert Persing okay. Wadlow. Okay. Uh, he was from Illinois. Okay. And the over-under that you need to select is 8.5 feet. 8.5 so feet. 8, eight feet, feet, 6, six inches. inches. That's a good over under, I think. Yeah. That's a I think that's a really good over under number. So it's not quite as clear to me because mm-hmm. that's about eight feet was what I was thinking. For some reason eight ten jumps into my mind. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the over. Wow. Well done, Brian. Eight foot eleven oh, is the correct. Yeah. You did pretty good there. Yeah. I was that's that might be your best quiz yet. That would Brian. for sure. It uh, only took fifty one weeks, <laughs> but uh, but I actually successfully passed like the quiz. quiz. You got eighty percent. I think I have failed every single one of them. I, I think you might have. Yeah, you might have. Uh, but that's okay. You're on the positive train and uh, heading in into episode, season, season three. three. Yeah, we're, we're looking good. Outlook yeah. is g- looking good, and and we are actually ahead of schedule. Oh, look at us, Brian. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's do some delusional thinking. That maybe will be less delusional because we're not as far in as we <laughs> normally are. But You really are crazy. All right, Justin. So as, you know, a little behind the scenes for the listeners, a lot of the times we don't know what we're going to do for our delusional thinking, and we kind of have to combine forces in yeah. terms of... Some are very difficult. Yes. Like some, I, we can just, I mean, they're... We're testing our creativity here, and sometimes we can dream up something, one of us, every week, and then some weeks we just come in and say, I got nothing, yeah. I, I, or, or I need I need help with this other the part ha- other of it. other half, yeah. yeah. And, and so for the listeners, if you're joining us now in the season three, the delusional thinking is really this opportunity to think outside the box, something that, I mean, technically these are both possible. Sure. Because people have done them, but- for our lives and how we live our lives, these are not possible. Correct. Uh, and so it's kind of thinking outside of the box, a a imaginary situation for us. So, Justin, I want to know, would you rather break the record for the most broken records held or spend half of your life, uh, half of your lifetime working to break a single record? Okay, so my first question for you, Brian, mm-hmm. is did you break that one record? Yes. Okay, so you do accomplish your goal Correct. in breaking that record, but you spent half your life. Half your life. Um, it, how much time do you think you're dedicating towards breaking that one record? In terms of a, like a daily? Yeah. I would like think it, it's it's like your... That's like life, your, your goal, life, your, your drive. Oh, the reason you wake up in the morning. Oh, I was hoping you would say it's like an hour a day, <laughs> um, which still would be a lot uh, for half of your life. Um, yeah, so I, this is tough. This is actually really tough. I, 
like I said earlier, I I watched that documentary on on I think it's Furman who broke the most world records. He has a very interesting lifestyle um, where he will travel around the world all the time. Like that's his job. Yeah, is to do is to break unique records, and he's challenging himself to do new ones all the time. And they're all, I mean. Most of them are super unique. Like, I think the video that I saw, they were just showing him breaking one of the records. It was, like, most cinder blocks broken on your chest with a sledgehammer while lying on spikes or something like that. Oh, gosh. It was like, what? But it's a record, and he broke it. And so I was like, all right, move on to the next thing. I think there's some – I I like the idea that he travels around. I like that – that he, you know, has an evolving goal all the time. But I don't know. There's something about the other side of this that's that's pulling me that way because, you know, you have you have a goal and your goal is to beat this one particular record. Now, granted, that's that's what this other person is doing, but at least it's it's kind of a part of who I am. And if I'm trying to break, you know, the longest running marathon or something like that or you know, every day I'm working towards that goal. There are some goals. I would I would hope that this this broken record is something that is worth it. Yeah. Uh, not like you know breaking cinder blocks over your stomach record. I think it's got to be worth like. Well, he'd be good in battle. Sure, but but I think this this one record has to be like something that I am pr- like super proud of. Yeah. Um, that I've accomplished, and it took me a long time to do it, but I figured it out. Yeah, um, and I've done it, uh, and now I can rest easy. But if it's a weird record, then it's kind of a part of your identity that you're trying for this weird record, and I don't, I don't know if I like that one. Um, so I'm gonna, le- I'm gonna, after talking about it, I think I'm gonna lean that way, just because I, what I was gonna say with the other lifestyle is that it just seemed, and maybe this is a little bit of part, of it, but it seemed like it consumed his life to a point where. He doesn't have other, like, maybe he has friends. It just didn't seem like he did. Um, he's just laser-focused on his goals, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have, like, How a family. Uh, this interview, I think he was probably in his 50s, and it looked about 10 or 15 years old. Hmm. Uh, but they had him on, like, Dan Rather. Or but, I mean, he those. he had the record at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so – you know, you you're talking about this one record, and I think the struggle for me would be like, what do I do after that, right? Yeah. Once I'm I've completed that record, that has been my life drive for half of my life. Yep. What is driving me on my second half of my life? I think I would struggle with that. Yeah. That's a fair point. And kind of along the lines of the broken records, you know, most broken records well it kind of goes with our podcast where we talk a little bit about different topics every time and sure and you get a little taste of everything and and you get pretty good at at a lot of different things mm-hmm. so i think i would enjoy doing that because i could then pick and choose and so there's 200 right uh, he holds right current now current records yes. current ho- old yes. and he, he's at one point had 700 or yeah. something like that but we're only looking for that 200 right right, right now because that's that's the w- record for the most records held at the at the same time. Yeah. So we're looking at, you know, 200 and 250. So 
That's a lot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That is a lot. But I think I would like to do that. And if I get really good at something and, and one of those areas and, like, I'm even better than – I mean, obviously, world record breaking is, like, you're kind of the, the best of the best. Sure. But if I can find one of those where I can make money off of them after the fact – after I've held all these records, then I can come back to it and be like, oh, yeah, like, guys, I, I did that. Remember yeah. when I did that? And that's what I'm going to kind of – I've found Broader. a broad, you know, yeah. this one topic that I'm really good at and I can kind of go with the rest of my life. Whereas you have this one thing and are you sick of it after half of your life yeah. and going into the next part of your life? Yeah. Because that is the one thing that you're – Yeah. You make really good argument for it. and Thanks. I – yeah, yeah. Because the the way and, and I think how you phrase it as it relates to this podcast, I've really enjoyed. I know you've really enjoyed like deep diving into certain topics. Yeah. And you know, one of the things it was an example that this guy brought up um, that Furman brought up was um, he holds the record for longest yodel or something <laughs> like that, which is super random. Yeah. But he talked about he's like I never yodeled in my life. Right. I sat down. I taught myself how to yodel. Yeah. And then I mastered yodeling. There's some sense of accomplishment that you're like, oh, man, like I had no like I've never done this before in my life. And I'm going to spend some time and be really good at it. Yeah, I I think part part of my reasoning and and I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be straight with you, Brian. I'm going to switch sides. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to join you. You've convinced me. Yes. Very rarely do I convince to go to the other side, but I'm going to I'm going to go with you on this one. Um, oh, wow. I, I, this feels like a, a record-breaking <laughs> day. It may be. Um, yeah, I just on the on the flip side of it, it's le- I'm less concerned about the you know what is what's after life after record-breaking. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like there's the variety. The variety is yeah. kind of appealing to yeah. me, and yeah. I, I think that my reason why I, I was going to say this, the reason why I was choosing this other option is because I look at the records, every record, just generally speaking, as close to unattainable. Yeah. And so for me, it may take me my whole life or half of my life to achieve a goal. Yeah. So on the flip side, you know, to be able to achieve at least 200 goals in a given time to hold that record, yeah. you know, that seems like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to accomplish that. But I think the journey is kind of the appealing part. Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of like that option. Man, you did I, it! I, you did it, Brian. I feel accomplished. <laughs> I, I did well on the quiz. Yep. I flipped you to the other side for delusional thinking. Wow. I my work is done for the week. Yeah, you've won this episode. Brian. Yeah, <laughs> one of fifty. Yeah, I'll take the other fifty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this was fun. This is a, a good good episode to kind of deep dive into some stuff. Um, as always, please uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. And and uh, like and follow us on some of these other platforms, uh, so Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. We're, we're everywhere that you find your podcast. So if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Join we're, the quest. Yeah, join the quest, right? We're here. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Season three. Season well, three. we'll discuss that after season we're four. We're not going anywhere right now. Okay. Not right <laughs> now. Until next time on the quest for 100. Yeah.